Welcome to your Drive Time News Blast, 30 minutes jam-packed with news of the day from the perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. The top stories of the day are the same as the top stories yesterday. Number one, I would say, is the story of Ukraine, Biden, Trump, whistleblower, the, a lot of different buzzwords going on there. It's hard to know what the real purpose is. But I noticed that just as we are going to air, Trump said that he would release the unredacted call with President Zelensky. I think is how you say his name. And that, so here's a little bit of a timeline from what I understand. In July, Trump had a call with this president and he told me he was concerned about corruption. Around that time, I think the week before, he suspended aid delivery. And then on Mitch McConnell claims that he pressed them to release the aid, that the aid was very important. And then on September 3rd, before the legislature was going to try to take action, they did release the funds. Now, I noticed this parallelism yesterday, and I think Fox touched on it today, and I'm sure it will come up more. Trump is saying that they are very concerned about corruption in Ukraine and they withheld aid because of that. Biden, one year ago in a CFR video that Binkley, you and I thought at the time was bizarre and contrived and a little acted out. It was very strange that that video was a discussion of an article supposedly written by Joe Biden and Michael Carpenter, who was the other guy in the CFR video that appeared in Foreign Affairs magazine, which is the CFR magazine. I, I presume that Biden wrote none of it, but they were talking about there's an excerpt in there, which I mentioned yesterday, but I looked at it in full today and I tweeted it. It's around 50 or 51 um, chrono mark on the YouTube video where he said, Biden says, I'm so concerned about corruption. I was about to get on a plane and I told them I was going to withhold their billion dollars in loan guarantees if they didn't fire that bad prosecutor right away. And they did. Ha ha ha. So it doesn't take a genius to see that he threatened to withhold aid, withhold aid because he was worried about corruption. And that's exactly how Trump is going to justify what he's doing. I did actually dig into a little bit to see if that prosecutor was, in fact, investigating Hunter Biden. And if, in fact, the investigation did go away after that. And what it looks like to me is there was a, a corruption issue about this Burisma Holdings with some financial dealings in London. And that was a real investigation. And what was interrupted was that investigation was dropped. Those charges were dropped because after that prosecutor, it looks like it was after that prosecutor got fired, Ukraine missed the deadline to submit the court documents necessary to proceed with the inquiry about the financial shenanigans between Burisma, that Burisma conducted through London. So I think... There was corruption with Burisma. I don't really think it had to do with Hunter Biden necessarily, and that it was interrupted because of this interruption in the kind of tenure of the prosecutor. Now, I continue to think that even if you dig into whatever it is, $3 million of consulting fees that Ukraine or that Burisma paid Hunter Biden's companies, 
I think that really his main job was to make sure was to be the man inside of Burisma because remember the whole reason that we got involved in Ukraine was that Ukraine was turning towards Russia when it came to gas and financing and Victoria Newland, when all this stuff was going down, went to Chevron and said, okay, we're getting it back. We're going to give this, the president a chance to wise up. Otherwise it's all going to collapse around him. And then Burisma right after this, in June of 2014, after all that went down, after Hunter got on the board, they start having symposia with other international and Western energy companies, including Chevron, right, in their own backyard. So I assume that's what Hunter was doing there. But there's even more to the story. What What did you – what's the latest – oh, you tell us about the uh, whistleblower aspect. The whistleblower aspect. Sorry, wasn't that what you were saying that uh, is dominating the news? Isn't that what the impeachment stuff is about? The impeachment stuff, it's about his general corruption, offering a quid pro quo is what they're saying. But there is no explicit quid pro quo, which CNN and Washington Post have both reported. But a few minutes ago, it came out that Trump is going to release the full transcript. And what's going to happen there is there is going to be no explicit quid pro quo, as CNN and the Washington Post have reported. But they will project and say, well, he intended it silently anyway, and it will continue to be this art of ambiguity that you talk about quite frequently. And irregardless of what the finding is here, in the minds of the people who oppose Trump, this is already a quid pro quo, and this is an example of corruption that is stuck in their brains, and it will be – it is right now being used to – Drive the conversation around impeachment. My phone is getting blown up from uh, tweets from Indivisible. They're fundraising. They're they're organizing off of this. They're going to raise a ton of money off of this. They're going to round up a, a lot of people. And this will, regardless of the reality, this will be one of the major reasons why the 2020 election is invalidated is because Trump messed with Ukraine in regards to Biden. And it kind of makes me think that they might be setting Biden up to be the actual Candidate, because all of the others, all of the other seeding of ways to invalidate the election have been general. The voter suppression—that's going to be one of them. That's general. The election interference was general until now, but now they're making it specific on Biden. So Biden could very well be the candidate. The or it could be that they're trying to get rid of Biden for Warren. That they'll use this as the uh, you know Warren rising. That's possible too. If it, it tips be. the other way, yeah, yeah it they, could be. Yeah, yeah. But there's a reason, you know, they're getting a little deeper with this one. But there was also something I noticed. I had said immediately, this is the Trump Tower meeting of 2020, right? The 2016 Trump Tower meeting was about the Moscow Tower, right? Wasn't that the Trump Tower meeting was about the, do you remember if that was about the Moscow deal where Trump was going to build a tower with in the Moscow? Russian lawyer? Yeah, I think it was about I think the the whole idea of like the quid pro quo for the Russian collusion stuff was this Moscow Tower, but Trump just licenses brands. It's the yeah. the deals are really not worth that much. That deal was not worth that much and when you it, I did actually not that long ago I did a lot of research on it and came to the conclusion that it was just one of many potential deals the dollar value wasn't that great, and that just really isn't – there wasn't much there, although they made much of it. But I feel like this has a lot of parallels to that exact thing. They've been paralleling this to Nixon all day too. 
Something which you pointed out in the past. I, I did always think that they were going for the Watergate stuff. There are a lot of elements of Watergate that they've recycled. And I, I even thought at one point, like, the big smoking gun was from a psychiatrist's office that was broken into. And I felt like the Cohen raid was a lot like that. But the, an article I read from last year was talking about how maybe it was maybe it was just from it was from earlier this year possibly because this is when the presidential election was in Ukraine and there was a, a flurry of articles in the spring around that here in our press and and one of the things that came up a few times in the articles i read was that trump likely will turn away from ukraine to buddy up with his buddies in russia Because that's like the most intense battleground between Russia and the West. And we know that Trump is a shill. And that kind of plays into my thinking that, of course, Trump is not a Russian shill. And that he continues the foreign policy of Obama in the big anti-Russian regions or the conflicts that Russia's on the other end, let's say, Syria and Ukraine. The fundamental foreign policy is not different from Obama's. But they kind of have to explain, portray it as different or explain why he's pivoted back around. And, of course, Trump has actually escalated where Obama would not, continues to urge that weapons be sent over there. Now he's not only, he not only increased it from support and training to weapons, but a big part of what he's saying why he was withholding aid was that Everybody in Europe really needs this to go well, and they're not paying. So we'll continue to give hundreds of millions of dollars to Ukraine every year, and you guys also have to do the same thing. So if he uses this as an excuse for other countries to pitch in, then you're really just escalating the amount of military capacity in Ukraine. And don't forget, we send we have had joint exercises over there. We send people And it's like what we're doing in Saudi Arabia. Send people and then they get hurt. And that goes right to, we've got to play that tripwire clip again. Or uh, I need to go back, maybe we'll play it on WSB, where they send people in harm's way on purpose. Yeah. It's worth pointing out in that story that the aid was released and there apparently was no investigation, they're saying, into Biden. But I think we're going to hear more from the story. What do you mean no investigation into Biden? So, oh, so on September 3rd, that's what they were saying, that on September 3rd, the aid was released because our Congress was going to take action, that Trump's attempt to get a quid pro quo failed because ultimately our legislature was going to step in. So it doesn't even matter that the deal was not. So like every story, both sides have their their hook they can grab onto to justify their position. I've. I haven't heard anybody talk about this in relation to this story, but when this president of Ukraine was elected, there was a lot of talk of him being a Russian puppet. And I think that that might come up sometime. I think that's a what to watch out for because that's a way to, to loop this back into a Russian scandal if this Trump's working with this guy and this guy's a Russian puppet because that's what they were saying about him when he was elected, that he's a, another right-wing Russian puppet being put in, in yeah. Ukraine. I I clearly you couldn't help but see the way Boris Johnson is painted. The Brazilian president was painted. This guy was painted. They're literally clowns, comedians, yeah, like actors. Like they all have that same rough outsider feel. That what happens with when democracy gets too real, kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But (laughs) the more recent stuff. 
And if you look at him, I actually looked at a map of how this guy got elected. And I and the real far, the two places that are called occupied territories, because they're still, they're kind of loyal to Russia, where I think they were not permitted to vote. And then the close to Kiev was probably Poroshenko. But I, I'm have to confirm that but like the vast majority of the fly what would be the equivalent of ukraine's flyover states was this guy so he was absolutely portrayed as a populist but the more recent articles said i the one i read i think maybe in forbes or ever said oh this guy's putin's worst nightmare he is finally going to uh, be definitive and strong in, in bringing Ukraine to the West where they really want to be. So that is probably how he got the votes. Or I would say that is probably how they made it look like he got all the votes. I don't know if he got all the votes. Certain observers were not permitted to go. But he's there's no doubt in my mind he's just a Western puppet. Yeah. That's my take. But one thing in this article by Biden and Michael Carpenter in the Foreign Affairs magazine, they say something that they've said over and over again. You hear it all the time. They talk about how backwards and economically vacant Russia is and all. And it's just so corrupt and people aren't progressing. But I happen to be there twice. Once I went, I was just tagging along on a business trip of my husband's about 12 years ago and two years ago I went for the World Cup and both times the first time you could see how really backwards Russia was the second time ever even the people at the World Cup we were talking to and you could see the big buildings and everything in Moscow the new buildings all the shops and the British guys we were with there who lived over there said you know I hate to insult these people but I had to say and I thought it was a good thing it's like being in Germany it's like being in any European city it is now so I do not see it maybe they're having their ups and downs because of the oil price being so low that's very important to them but I don't see them not progressing and their debt their debt to GDP ratio is below 20%. Ours is over 100%. So long-term economic prospects, I would say from a fundamental perspective, do not favor us over them. That's actually quite a strength they have. So I think we're, the propaganda is thick. Oh my gosh, you have to read that article actually. I tweeted it, but it was, everything in that article was, Everything we do, it was if if so if we had written this article about the U.S., we would be called completely <laughs> conspiracy theorists. I mean, it was shocking, just thing after thing about how the elections aren't real, everybody's paid off, blah blah blah. But it's a it's about and and there was tons of stuff without evidence, so they were pulling all conspiracy stuff. But because it was Biden and Carpenter towards Russia, it's totally fine. There was no evidence; it was totally fine. And if you had just switched the names around, you'd be taken off the Internet. It's so preposterous to say it about us, but it's just normal to say it about everybody else. I mean, some of the examples I knew were not true. Yeah. Like, I, I could say, oh, that that guy wasn't murdered by Putin. I know the story of that one. Like, it was just, you read that stuff so often. And you, abs- when when, like, every single example is something you know isn't true, you you know the whole article. I mean, it's not it, they had to they have to make stuff up to make this argument when it's it isn't reality, or they could just use real stuff. 
That's the strategy. Accuse the accuse the others of doing what you're doing. And boy, they know it firsthand. You know, it's like they could just say what they're doing. They don't even have to look the other right. side. They could just be like, well, we know what you do. Yeah, exactly. This is what everybody, I'm sure you could prove it because they're doing it because we're doing it. Yeah. And that's probably true. They probably are doing it. But clearly, yeah, we're doing they're it. They're all doing it. I think so. Boring stories of death, destruction, and devastation are out in Japan as they are seeking to make the fight against climate change cool and sexy. <laughs> Their new environmental minister came out at the climate summit, and he talked about how we're not going to do any of this devastation stuff anymore. We're going to make it fun and sexy for you know the kids. So expect to see maybe a lot of beer commercial-like ads with a lot of sexy women associated with green products, maybe. Which who's why you know you got to wonder what the money is behind this stuff. So there aren't these altruistic, benevolent oligarchs out there and politicians who just know what's right for us and can't understand why we don't get it. So they're going to spend a lot of money getting us to help ourselves. It's just not believable. Plus they control everything. So let them just do it. You know, they, they need us to consent for some reason. Yeah. They need us to think it's in our interest. Yeah. And this is interesting because this is a, just another example of the different types of appeals they're using for climate change. Like right now we're hitting the hide behind the children you're going to kill all the children if you don't do something now appeal. And it looks like they might shift it up a little bit to some, you know, sexy type appeals, which is not a bad idea. The only problem with this approach is progressives would seemingly be outraged by the objectifying of either women or men. But you're not going to sell any green products by putting sexy men next to them. It's going to be well, women if you're going to do that. Well, although the makeup commercials are now for men. Have you noticed that? I haven't. I have oh, yeah. They're total. They're. They're androgynous. Like, you can't really tell if the people wearing the makeup are male or female. And I think this, the way they approach these things sometimes is they'll do both fear and greed or fear and sex. So they give Greta berating you for people who respond to guilt. How and dare have, you? How ugh. dare you? You've so you finally like, saw it. It's the most unbelievable thing I've ever. She's acting. She's doing like a, she's doing a warm read, reading down. This is yes. what you do in an audition yes. when you get a script. You get yes. 10 minutes. Oh. And you want to reach the back of the theater. So you really. This you is really theater acting. This is, yeah, this isn't yes, even it's film theater. acting. You it's theater, theater acting. And it's, Absolutely. it's terrible. And Trump was right for mocking her. It doesn't come across on film. No. Right? Trump tweeted out the video of her saying, how you take away my hope and I fear. How dare you? You. Do. I mean, she's like a, like she's in Game of Thrones or something. And Trump tweeted out, she seems like a very happy young girl looking forward to a bright and wonderful future. So nice to see, Trump posted on Twitter. <laughs> well, I know there was somebody who tweeted out, it's unconscionable to... So here's the thing. So that ridiculous over-the-top video, which I immediately had the same reaction you did, that prompted a bunch of reactions. So like this is, for people like, what's the dialectic? This is classic. It's like an action, a reaction, and then you're going to have the solution. So she had this pronounced thing that actually went too far. So that that's what I felt with Mueller. Everyone was like, oh, he's ridiculous. He's senile. And I thought things don't come off that ridiculous without a purpose. Yeah. So the reaction was somebody on Fox said she's mentally ill. She's a mentally ill little girl. And then somebody else tweeted, another media personality, it's unconscionable to mock a child, whatever. So I tweeted, 
it's unconscionable to put her out there. Like I, once I did this show on Caitlyn Jenner, I was like, I don't care what he or she does. And I do think she's full of it. So everybody hated me from both directions. Hate, 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 mean cursing. And that was like my, my skin was a little thinner then. it was thicker immediately thereafter, but like tears were shed on my part. And I can't, my mother happens to be at my house. And I was like, oh, I can't, I feel so bad. Everybody's mad. I don't know. I just was trying to say, I don't know. And she, instead, this is my mother. Oh my gosh. Instead of being sympathetic at all, which I, I respect her style. She said, well, who puts herself out there? You do. You put yourself out there. So why, what do you want? Don't put yourself out there. And, uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff that's like, oh. You know, while you're actually crying, it's not really what you need to hear. But but it, it, learning accelerates when that's the approach. So I tweeted. I said, well, who put her out there? Right? She didn't put – I'm not blaming her because I think that her brainwashing, her mind control happened a long time ago. She's like the Virginia Roberts of the climate movement. She's like been created as a as – a, uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to – I'm not like, going to call her. Yeah. I'm not going to call her a name, but I, I like the Miley Cyrus example because she's an idol. Is, Miley Cyrus. They're going to start selling products to this girl. I guarantee you, they'll sell dolls. They'll sell shirts. So, sell. what are you? So repeat the. I, say, I, I think the Virginia Roberts, I, the victimization aspect of it, I completely agree. I think from a standpoint of the way they're marketing towards children, she's the Miley Cyrus of the climate movement. They'll sell products. Yes. They'll idolize her. They'll repeat her words. Absolutely, and they. But they are. They are exploiting her. Absolutely. And the, and she is creating this reaction. And so the reaction came not only from the guy on Fox or from Trump, but Macron. So the president of France, who welcomed her last year, told her, she said something to the effect of she went too far or I can't remember what his actual quote was. But, I, but it was clear that there was now – it's in play. You know, the dialectic is in play. So what's the answer? The answer – isn't necessarily the Green New Deal, which, you know, whatever Greta's going for, obviously it's too soon for that, right? So people are so happy that somebody's going to push back Trump or Macron or whatever, they'll, that the, the mainstream, the middle ground will be a compromise that shuts her up and that these guys, of course, the great deal maker Trump, you don't realize making a deal with the other side always means moving towards the other side. Yeah. And they they dig in and you just you just pivot towards there's them. Been stories from right wing publications that have said people did not catch the shade that she threw with the Green New Deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? You told us that yesterday. She didn't throw any shade at the Green New Deal. Like but they acted like she did. They said that she was talking about how this doesn't need to be a bipartisan issue and um, they they said that she was talking about the Green New Deal because it was created from the left, and, and right. Republicans will always reject it since it was created from the left. And the whole premise of all these articles was to say we need a way to talk about this where uh, Republicans right. and Democrats can both get yes. on board of the same thing. Exactly, so that's right yes. what you're talking about. Yes, exactly. That's what I think they, Every they go for. Every picture of her is her just like with this scowl. Like, grimacing. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it it's so unattractive that it's it can't that's why it's garnering a reaction like you just won't take it anymore. Yeah. That's what happened yesterday when I saw that I was like she went too far and I immediately tweeted she went too far she's going to lose the audience. Yeah, definitely. And and what I didn't I cannot believe that I actually 
was not far enough down the rabbit hole like Mueller that that was on purpose. You know, yeah. like I'm always amazed when I stop short of because I, I'm so far down most of the time that now I wonder if it's if I'm always if if that if it's even worse than I thought. Yeah, she's meant to be polarizing, meant to be divisive, and I think in 15 years we're going to hear some very interesting stories of the people that she um, exposes when uh, she tells us all the horrible things she's going through right now. Well, I or I hate to say it, she may somehow be silenced. Like, who knows? So three hurricanes are spinning in the Atlantic right now. Well, not hurricanes. They're just Is tro- one of them named Greta? They, that would be fantastic if they named one of them Greta. It's, I think we're past that. I think it's up to Karen with a K. We're at Jerry, Karen, and... Yeah. You have G-H-I-J. That's too late. I can't even remember what the third one is, but they're Jerry, all... Jerry, like from Rick and Morty. From Seinfeld. Rick and no, Morty Seinfeld. Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all these stories are reported today, and they're not even close to us. And only one of them might become a hurricane, but they're reporting them all at the same time, talking about the potential earthquakes they could cause in Puerto Rico and the damage they might be able to do to the Bahamas because they got to use all those trigger words. Tsunamis. I heard tsunamis. Potential tsunamis. All of this is— Which they can cause on purpose. By I think they can blow off a nuke under the water. Yeah, use and the cause Tesla a tsunami, machine. so they could actually do that. Yeah, yeah, they could cause that if they wanted to. They're just talking about all these right now because it is this climate change summit going on in New York. They there was a story the other day about six potential hurricanes spinning in the Atlantic. They can throw this in at any time. The hurricane could be as far off as possible. We'd have no idea, and they'll just show a little radar. Hurricanes coming. Climate change. Oh yeah, they they. Uh... That you could probably track down that half of those pictures are, like, old. It hasn't rained here in, like, a month, I feel like. <laughs> well, that's because all the moisture is getting sucked out to the ocean. That's even worse. Yeah. That's even worse. You know, anything you say, it's like, but it's not even hot anymore. That's even worse. Yeah. That's even worse. You know, it's like, it's not worse. Yeah, it's like, how is this problem caused by climate change? Go. It's a game you can play. Oh, the mosquitoes uh-huh. are climate change. Bill Gates and whatever his whole – that whole continuum is releasing tens of millions of mosquitoes, but it's climate change. Yeah, yeah. Not, well, we're only doing that because climate change. It's like, mm, I don't think so. So actually, maybe that's why they buried where the mosquitoes came from. The mosquitoes came supposedly – an old story I found but was scrubbed from the internet. I can't pull it up, but I can only see the blurb was that they came over in used tires shipped over from Japan into Houston, but that wouldn't, that would just, wouldn't, you couldn't blame it on climate change. So they, I think they scrubbed the original reports, which were probably accurate, so that they can make a bunch of other stuff up about why we're in a fundamentally changing world. I wouldn't put it past them to do it on purpose, to bring the mosquitoes over on purpose, to make that claim or to, Give everybody malaria, I really don't know. But if it was a natural phenomenon, I think they're spinning it. There has been people climatic. that they've been saying died from mosquitoes recently in the United States, but from mosquito bites. And that comes right on the heels of this failed mosquito experiment that we talked about last week where they tried to genetically engineer a bunch of mosquitoes, uh, I think, mm-hmm. in I believe it was in Africa. But it failed, and it turned them into, like, super mutant mosquitoes mm-hmm. that are stronger they're, it's uh, not good. Powered. I know. Yeah. It's not good. And I, I always think you need more birds, but I think the cats kill the birds. Birds eat mosquitoes. Yeah. But cats eat birds. Well, cats are the biggest infestation in the world, they say. I would believe it. That's really the problem. Yeah, they the mind control people. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Speaking of mind control, did you see that Facebook paid $500 million for a company called Control Labs? I like didn't. control, like the, the shift CTRL labs, like the key, the keyboard key. And it's for, this is what they say, like who the hell would need this? But then there's a wrinkle. D- this is new to you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you put, I think you put like wristband on and it can tell by your impulses how you would be typing if you were actually typing, but you don't have to type. You can control your computer like that. I'm thinking... Okay, so what, you can just walk around like this without a keyboard? But here's the kicker. It works both ways. So it it's reading your mind. It's reading your mind. It, Why would you even want that? So you don't, you you don't wear anything. You're t- it, so how does I it- think you maybe wear a wristband. And and the the story is like if you have an iPad and you wanted it, I don't know. I didn't I didn't read this, but I'm just guessing that why would you even care? Why not just touch the keyboard? It's like I think you wouldn't even need to have a keyboard. So it could just write your manifesto for you before you go, I don't know. Oh, yeah, Hawking style. And with all the kids being deaf and blind from putting the stuff on their heads now, who knows what, like, the? I really am worried about the vision and hearing of this generation of iGen. Yeah. And I honestly think they're going to, I mean, it's going to be a gateway to implants on that stuff. So, but that's why people are objecting to this Facebook acquisition because it is a, it is a mind reading device. That's terrifying because it could manifest reality in that it could just start typing some random horrible thing. The Stephen Hawking thing. Yeah, like you said. And and then the person might go, well, maybe I do feel this way. It could suggest to them actions to go do that they weren't going to do in the first place. I always wonder, they, they can capture your keystrokes before you like press enter if they so the way i was always thinking well they're not going to record your searches they record your facebook stuff why would they record your searches and then it came out it's the searches that are more of an insight into your thinking and of course it's the stuff you don't send that's the deeper innermost yeah that's true (laughs) i thought why would they ever do that and i'm like that they could only do that that's the only thing they need to do that's a good point so that whole thing i mean so so when they're like oh he's not typing that but then you do and then you think i did think that wow it's freaky so there was a couple of other quick hits if i may go for it all right um just one maybe this that was call to my that i i've been noticing so we work as a tech company the guy said it was really a real estate play but it's about i don't know jobs and uh the guy's name is adam newman and the the ipo was supposed to come off we had a big valuation and then they kept saying oh it's going to go off for less it's going to go off for less and then they postponed it all together so do you understand how ipos work you're never in finance but the way it works is you get a little tech company and somebody, in this case, SoftBank, which is a very, very highly connected financial entity that finances tech companies, they invest a bunch of money. It can be an angel investor, a venture investor, at any level of the, of the financing. And then ultimately what you want to do, say they put half the money in and, and the owner, the founder owns half. And they put $500 million in and they're going to go public and They sell the shares. They value the company. So these guys put maybe a billion dollars in together. I don't know about this company. I'm just making numbers up. 
but they grew it so it's worth $10 billion. So if they do an IPO at $10 billion, we the the financier will get five billion and the founder will get five billion. So it's like ten times their money. And that's how it works, because they do ten of these things. And some of them fail and some of them don't. And that's how they get their money. It's risky, but you have to do a lot. You have to bet big, but they have to pay off big. So when the when the valuation starts to go south, it really screws up the returns of your fund. And so they just want to put an end to it. And they were, this IPO was going sideways. And I noticed last week on the cover of the Wall Street Journal, I think it was above the fold. So like, you can't help but read it. It said, Adam Newman likes to get high, real high, carries it with him on his plane. His airplane got confiscated in Israel or, or searched in Israel for just the tons and tons of pot he just carries around with him for his own personal use. <laughs> and I thought, man, that A has to be true because it's really hurtful to this guy. He's trying to come out with an IPO and they're publishing. I mean, it has to be true. and Or maybe he was set up. I don't know. But then today... It said Adam Newman stepped down in light of this postponed IPO and SoftBank had been trying to oust him. I guess they only own a third of it, so they couldn't just kick him out like the way Kalanick, Travis Kalanick, was holding on for dear life at Uber. And he just stepped down and they're going to find somebody else to run it. A couple of guys are already there and then they'll do the IPO. But I just, I'm pointing it out because... And then I'd like Googled Rupert Murdoch and Adam Newman just to see because Rupert Murdoch is behind the Wall Street Journal. So like that Theranos, remember the Theranos chick? Did you hear about her? Yeah. The diabetes chick. My husband kept saying like the Wall Street Journal just will not stop with this chick. Like they're taking her down single handedly. And then it came out that Rupert Murdoch was invested in it and he runs the Wall Street Journal and he was pissed because he felt. I think he just wanted blood because she duped them or I don't know what. But I just noticed that these, sometimes when these people get taken down on the front pages of the Wall Street Journal, you got to wonder who they pissed off. Yeah. And I just feel like when you see somebody like this guy smokes pot on the front page of the Wall Street Journal, you can probably short the stock. (laughs) And this is the WeWork guy. This is the WeWork guy, the former WeWork, the guy who founded, but yeah. no longer is at WeWork. Although he'll still make a ton of money. Like, it's better off for him because I assume that he still owns tons of the stock. And by getting rid of him, they'll get the value up. That's the thing with Kalanick. Like, he still owns a lot of it. And he's a very rich guy. But So he's, he's just going to have a little bit more time to smoke all that weed. Yeah, it's the best thing. He could be like Big Head sitting on the roof of Silicon Valley where they, they gave him a lot of money to just not not show up for work anymore. <laughs> oh, Monica, you had a... Uh... It's Share the Show Tuesday. That's right. It's Share the Show Tuesday. We don't ask for much, and we do not bombard you every day with requests for donations or sharing or anything like that. Uh, but we do like, on Tuesday, if you would, share the show with everybody on social media and also pick one person who you know would like to stay informed but is sick of the MSM BS or who just stopped listening to it because they just couldn't take it anymore. Tell them to give the news one last shot by sharing the show today, Tuesday, with uh, all your friends and a special friend in particular. 
Share the show Tuesday. You can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m. on the, the and your favorite podcasting platform. We'll talk to you tomorrow.